0: got a dongle issue over here. <laughs> Matt, do you have the new MacBook?
1: I the uh, USB-C? N- uh, no, I actually reverted back to a 20, 20 was it a 2015? It's a wise
0: choice. I can't use my mouse while we podcast because my mic is in.
1: That's ridiculous. I went back to 2015 because yeah, I have a I have a USB port, I have multiple Got the Thunderbolt ports, multiple of those. I have the magnetic, uh like not the fish hook style, but the thin, flat magnetic style.
0: Yeah, I really missed that one.
1: And I have a headphone jack, just old school headphone jack. So I think this was peak I think this was peak uh compatibility, frankly.
0: (laughs) Peak MacBook. Yeah,
1: I think it was. I think it was. And I got this for a thousand bucks used which uh it's a 15 inch with retina um,
0: that's not bad
1: no i love it <laughs> i love it so.
0: i I have a little pouch for all my dongles but i need like a split i need a split dongle
1: yeah i i got one of the new ones had it for a while um i worked on it and uh yeah that's the biggest problem is uh i think i you know probably spent 150 on adapters on top of the <laughs> price so
0: exactly Cool. Um, something we touched about on, on our last episode was the name of the podcast. And it made me think a little bit more about, because one of the reasons we touched on that is because we have the word beta in our name. And it's like, the, the podcast is part of our brand and like how we talk, like it's how people hear about our products as well. Um, and it made me think more about this whole thing about the podcast. And it made me think about like what, first of all, what the purpose, Of this podcast is, of course, we already talked about this, um, but also how much we want to share and like how we think about what we bring up on the podcast. Um, Rob Walling always talks about, you know, you always hear the Cinderella stories. And I don't want this podcast to be a Cinderella story, that's for sure. I mean, I want to share as much as I can, as much as is relevant for people to listen to and as much I can share that it's like, you know, helps me make sense of my work and what i'm doing and like keep me on track and stuff like that so i kind of wanted to bring this up and hear your thoughts on it
1: yeah that's a great topic i agree and you know um the kind of channel my inner justin jackson uh good radio right is yeah a different thing than you know uh it's it's not just a, like you said a, a cinderella story or a hey everything's easy i mean i like when people are as tra- as transparent as they can be i think you know i think we're all we're all marketing all the time um and i think even our but i think sharing our struggles is also marketing and it makes us more relatable hopefully because um we're you know we're all in this community trying to do similar things. Um, we all face different challenges, but I, what I'd like to, what I use it for currently, and maybe this will evolve, is it is a really, uh, it is a really helpful venue for me to have this time with you each week and just to put on more like, not even maker manager, but like a level above that. It's it's kind of meta um, for me to just look at the big, big picture and like, treat, treat myself, um, kind of in the third person. (laughs) think about, um, Matt and what he's doing, what is he working on and is he working on the right stuff and how's it going and, and all of that. And I think for me, selfishly, as uh, an individual working to build something that is really helpful. Um, but I do want to talk about the challenges. So, it can't just be, oh yeah, I made this great decision and this worked out well. Um, like meteor subjects would be good to dive into because I think those are the ones where we're actively working through them. And mm. I think it's going to be different for each of us. Um, we all have to deal with, with a lot of the same issues, but I will say, for example, there's a different set of things that I'm thinking about. You know, eight months into this business, for um, sure then I then I was thinking about um, one month into it or frankly uh, eight months into the first business I started. Um, so I'm definitely thinking about different things than I did the first time around. Um, and so okay. I, I all, all that to say I, I think the good shows, the ones that I really am drawn to again and again are the ones where uh, people are pretty pretty frank and they get into the detail and they're not afraid to admit an area where they're feeling uncertain or struggling with something so I'd, I'd like to do more of that I think hey maybe you can challenge me to do more of that I think that's kind of maybe our roles is to interrogate a little bit <laughs> push each other mm. a little bit past maybe where we're super comfortable just to make sure that we're butting up against that line rather than definitely taking the easy route
0: I, uh, I definitely like the accountability part of it Um but I remember at MicroConf, I spoke uh, briefly to, I spoke with Justin McGill. And he, I, I told him I missed this uh, podcast. He used to have a podcast um, basically from when he started his company. And then like maybe two years into it, um, his company is called LeadFuse. And he told me he shut it down because basically his, he, he's gotten so many competitors from people who were listening to his podcast and he was afraid of sharing too much. Hmm. Uh, it was like a recurring problem for him on the him on the podcast that he felt like he shared too much, and his he had too many people come, c- kind of like copying him because they heard about his business and then, they started competing businesses and don't mm-hmm. want that of course. And also, um, Rob and Derek when they launched uh, Drip, they also documented the whole journey. Um, but what, how the way they did it was that they recorded every week. And I think they ended up with something like nine or ten hours of raw audio, and uh, Rob told me that some of that was really, you know, tough to listen to for him, and he didn't want all of it out. Um, but they they kind of cooked it into a two-hour audio documentary that they then shared, but they shared it like a year or two after the whole thing. Um, so basically, it would wouldn't be really, it wouldn't be super useful for any competitor to kind of use that because they were already like two years ahead of where they were when they stopped the documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, it's super helpful for someone who's starting a new business like me. So like, I really enjoyed everything they put out. But of course, when you're in the midst of it, you need to think about what you're saying. And like, for me personally, I thought about there are some parts of like strategy that I kind of like to keep a little closer, maybe. Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like my like the specific strategy I have for branch is maybe not super useful for anyone, for for a lot of people besides me, (laughs) and like it's tailored to my business. Of course, of course, I can talk about some parts of it, but I mean, if I have a really bad day or I'm in a really bad mood or something, I don't feel like I'm not shy. I don't think I will be shy about sharing that, Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like it's not it's not going to hurt my business that a potential competitor knows that I'm having a down day. Um, Sure. So that's the kind of stuff I feel like I can be more vulnerable in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not something we've really had to do (laughs) yet, I guess, but -hmm. it's not something I'm scared about, but some of the strategy part stuff is that I'm a little bit scared hmm. if I'm going to say too much or like who's actually listening to this. Um,
1: Yeah. That's interesting. I think I worry about competition. Uh, let's say a lot in the strategic sense of positioning and market, you know, forces and what words come to mind when people think of different companies and the value chain and all all these basically marketing centric things. I don't worry about competition a lot from a product standpoint
0: mm-hmm.
1: because. Uh, well, we can get into the reasons why, but I just, <laughs> I, I I just tend to not, um, I, I actually think competition on, at the product level feature level is, um, it's something that I've actually not had to deal with much in the past and I don't plan on dealing with it in the future. Um, yeah. so I, am I'm, I'm comfortable sharing, um, product details. In fact, I think that just because the nature of the product that I'm working on is kind of new, um, yeah. we can talk about what that means. I'm comfortable going into that route, but I agree. There's definitely things we're working on that are, um, I mean that, that make, that are hard learned lessons that there's really not much benefit probably sharing. And, uh, those are kind of off the record at this point. Um, it's funny. I, I actually have notebooks, like five Molesky notebooks full of notes and thoughts and things from building my last company. And that's like the real stuff and I've often thought about like now that it's been so many years you know what would it be like to go back and share that with the world you know what I was actually thinking about um
0: interesting yeah well I just thought I would bring it up and then we can always talk about this more when it becomes relevant Mm -hmm. I think it's worth mentioning like if we have something we kind of want to share but we're not sure if it's a good idea we can always have the conversation one more time
1: yeah that's that's good just thinking as you talk
0: (laughs) (laughs) cool so uh do you have anything to share with us this week
1: i do um so uh just from a from a maker standpoint still riding that uh kind of weaving between maker and manager uh, mornings and afternoons and that pattern continues today i have some sales meetings this afternoon and um, I had some maker time this morning, uh, didn't get as much done as I'd like. In fact, I was uh, reverting things before we got on this, um, kind of hit a dead end, but that's okay overall. Definitely still riding pretty high in terms of changing the way the code works so that I can use it um, a lot more flexibly and easily going forward. Um, so that's exciting. I think the on the manager side, I had an interesting had an interesting couple of weeks this Kind of started middle of last week, um, but I saved it because I, I think it's um it's more relevant today. So I I was approached by um, someone on Twitter in a very friendly way, saying you know I'd love I love what you're working on, and um, actually have been following you on Twitter since you, your first company, um, Stormpulse, and you know I thought that was a really cool product as well. And if there's anything I can do to help, you know, let me know. And we had a few conversations um, about what that would mean. And the interesting part about it, the twist was, um, this person's not a developer. And I was always thinking to myself, you know, I need the next thing I need is is more development resources because that'll just let us go faster in the product and and all that. Um, and so when my initial contact with my CTO friend. Um, his name's Peter, so with, unfortunately, to make this really confusing. <laughs> 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 when well, my initial contact with him worked out such that he was only available you know, an hour a week, uh, maybe two hours a week at most, just for some um, personal training, as we called it in the last episode, um, I thought to myself, okay, that's great, but like I still probably am looking for, you know, more developer time from somewhere. So when this person approached, I was like, cool, you know, inbound interest, talented person great, uh, made the assumption that they were also a developer just because of the background. It turns out they, they, they were, but they're not anymore, but the level of interest was so strong that I was thinking, you know, I should, let me just kind of think about what it would mean to, um, take advantage of this opportunity. Like what, what could I do? And the thought occurred to me, of, you know, here I am fully steeped in code writing, code every morning, um, maybe what I could do is hire myself into the, I need more development time role and actually delegate or, um, I don't say outsource, but delegate or hire for some, uh, some heavy lifting on the marketing and sales side, right. Or the product side. Um, so that was like a flip of thinking and went through that exercise and it, although it didn't end up working out, um, with the individual to, to have him um, join for, you know, we were talking about part time, part time, so very limited engagement for a short period of time, just to help me through, like now until the uh, self service launch. Uh, it did force me to write down a lot of stuff about what all that other stuff is, like what what all the non code work is that I need to get through in the next yeah. couple months, which was a really cathartic exercise, <laughs> um, and. Funny enough, it reminded me of the exercise I went through when we were being asked to write down our challenges for Tiny Seed maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. Where it was, you know, what are all the th- what's your biggest challenge? And for those who don't know, you know, Tracy uh, at Tiny Seed asked us, hey, please, please let us know what your biggest challenge is. Keep that fresh at the top of your uh, Notion page, and that way they can try to help us with whatever that is. So, a couple months ago, mine was development. Um, some testing related stuff. I got the hot seat about that. ended up finding my friend Peter um, <laughs> and he helped me through that. And I, I realized, and as, as I shared in the last episode, it was really about outsourcing that context switching or maybe lowering mm-hmm. the cost dramatically of, of changing mental modes uh, in the code. And what ended up coming out of this exercise on the, on the marketing and sales and let's say product management side, was I ended up listing out all the things that are weighing on me from a standpoint of you know those areas. And when I listed it out, I kind of took a step back and I said, you know what? I actually have the time to to do the doing part of these things. Like I can I can click the buttons in intercom and segment my mailing list or my user list. I can, you know, I can send out the email and convert kit. I can, you know, put in the code to, you know, do product analytics because we don't have those yet. Like I can do all the stuff, like the actual execution of it. What I'm really missing is another brain to like think through all of that stuff and to just say, here's, here's the plan. Now do it. Right. (laughs) Um, I know the feeling. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so when I listed all that out, what I really end up with, and I, I, I listed it all out in bullet points and I tried to be consistent, you know, is basically you know, come up with the right the best use of intercom for right now. Come up with the best way to use their product tours feature because I'm really excited about that, but I can't seem to figure out how to use it. Maybe I don't need it. But it was all these think through these things. And they're not super strategic. So it's not the kind of stuff of, hey, decide what our pricing model is going to be. It's more, um, hey, why doesn't this free trial show up in charge me the right way? Like a lot of little stuff. Mm-hmm. Um And more, let's just say, somewhere between tactical and strategic. And so in listing all that out, I came up with a title for it. And I'm like, you know what this is? This is really about engineering some processes that I want to follow on the sales and marketing and product side that I can just do again and again. So I'll kind of jump to where I left. So what did I end up doing? Um, I did end up finding someone in my network who has a lot of experience with this once again, (laughs) and they are available. To help me out for an hour a week once again. And we had our first call last week. Um, and actually, sorry, it was actually this Monday. We had our first call this Monday. Um, and we spent one hour just going through all the different tools that I'm using right now from, you know, intercom to convert kit to Google forms and looking at all the mailing lists in there or the contacts and all of that. And then basically saying, look, help me get this house in order. And, it was what we ended up with was a very similar situation to the, to the help them getting on the development side where um, they're going to go away and they're going to basically help me figure out, you know, when I, when I announce a new feature, right. For, for SimSAS. what tool do I use? What template do I use? Who's going to get that in You know, who's going to get that notification, right. Mm. And, and, and how often, right. And, that way, when it comes to like this this heavy execution time around the the launch or the self-service part, you know, I'm gonna be wanting to share, you know, the fact that, hey, this thing is live. I'm gonna be wanting to share the fact that, hey, I just fixed this bug. I'm gonna be wanting to share the fact that, um, hey, this is a new podcast episode out where I talk about, you know, this in more detail. And what I've basically have outsourced to them for right now is just come up with a matrix that I can follow and we're gonna work through it together like just come up nice. with a matrix that I can follow that says like, if it's a new product feature, <laughs> you know, use this tool, send it this way and send it to these people, right? And nice. Yeah. And so suddenly I have just a rubric to follow where I can just focus on product then executing, pushing new things out and the communication process is just already figured out, right? Um, I like getting just- the
0: context behind your tweets on the podcast because sometimes you tweet out stuff. And it's mm-hmm. sort
1: of out of context.
0: And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I don't think <laughs> more about it. But then I always get the context here on the podcast because <laughs> yeah. you tweeted something about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tweeted out kind of all the different tools that I'm using to build this thing and realizing that um, it's not too many. And I feel like I've made decent choices so far, although I could be yeah. wrong. But to give you an example, uh, kind of wrapping this up with a practical or concrete puzzle, Right? So there's a tool that I use called Beamer, which creates the little uh, notification in-app that says, hey, yeah, you can notify people. It puts a little red you know, um, one, two, three or whatever on, on an icon for you and lets you share the fact that you have you know an update for users. I have that tool. I have Intercom and I have ConvertKit. And when I release a new feature, just thinking like having to decide which of those to use to notify people Um, and like how to style that and format that and send that out. That is to me a huge cognitive burden. Um, so I'm having them work through this ahead of time. Um, and I trust them and we, you know, uh, very talented person. So we're going to work through this, but having that all set out, I think it's gonna let me execute a lot faster. And again, just get rid of that overhead that otherwise is going to be eating at me going, Hey, this is great. You're going to push this live, but then what, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, super stressful. Love it. Yeah. So that's that's exciting. Um, once again, kind of figuring out how to do more with uh, with less by kind of scaling my scaling my one brain.
0: <laughs> in the when you like the same job you use Beamer for, I use something called Headway. It's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I found recently is after I launched the the template, I think I've been talking about them here in the show as well. Um, it's really nice that every time I add a new template, which is literally just like add like a few lines of data into my app i can announce it as a new feature so it feels like i'm adding a lot of stuff to the product even though i'm technically just like it's basically content um but it gets a little like notification and they see like a, that something is going on and like the, the tool is evolving so it's mm-hmm. a nice little trick if you can find something that you can easily like keep adding on like for you maybe like different models or a different yeah. way to do stuff and so yeah. every time you add something just it's a good reminder to to update the changelog or whatever.
1: Yep, exactly, exactly, and that's great. And then it becomes also a, you know, that that obviously is a great tool to fill out that matrix and say, you know, in day-to-day code pushes and, and bug fixes and whatnot, like that's the tool to use, announce it through there, and maybe duplicate and cross post there if you have a major announcement, because um, yeah. you can't kind of flood that channel. At the same time, yeah. if I were to like email my, 400 and something person mailing list every time I fix a bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the number of unsubscribes would probably go through the roof. So that's the wrong, it's just the wrong channel and medium yeah. for that kind of thing. So. But it's good to have the changelog when you do your monthly updates. Yeah. What do you, what do you use for quote unquote the changelog? Is that a tool or are you just talking about like a literal? The, change I use head, I use headway for that. Mm. And it has the,
0: the little thing. thing I think that Beamer has as well, but I don't think it's, I think from what I understood, Beamer is more sophisticated. Hmm. I have to, I have to and, look
1: at at what yeah what constitutes or what, what defines a changelog in the Headway world. I mean, I know a changelog historically, but uh,
0: yeah, interesting. And okay. it uh, it tweets it out on the Twitter account as well. That's basically all it does.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. This this is very much like Beamer. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my manager update. Um, otherwise, sales is yeah. going well. I guess quick update on that. I've got some more committed trials. Um, I'm kind of at capacity right now in terms of um, in terms of that um, inbound interest in the product and testing it out. Um, and I also that's good. <laughs> yeah, and and I would say I had a bit of a breakthrough the other day. I am I I'll say this. I am fifty one percent committed to having a free version of the product <laughs> at this point. Uh-huh. It keeps going back and forth. Yeah. I, I was all, I was probably 99% earlier this year. And then I switched to no, you know, get the money in the door. That's the best way, but I've had, I've had some thoughts and I'm not ready to share them yet in terms of what the hook could be for a free version, but I'm really excited about potentially having a free version. I'm going to work. I'm going to be working on that. And I think the phrase that I picked up this week from a from a video that I watched with Patrick Campbell of uh, Profitwell, in it was that freemium allows you to quote, own the lead. Mm, um, which like is a that. really great way to think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not going anywhere. Um, and, and I think marketing positioning does that too. Like if you can sear it into your people's brains that, hey, you know, um, CI CD for WordPress is branch like yeah. awesome when they suddenly when they want that they're going to think of you and come back to your site but how much better if they're literally already using it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um so we'll we'll see but um yeah i'm nice. happy to say things are things are going well things are going well and good. Uh, it's good and, and i got the real story yeah yeah a little too much Cinderella well maybe maybe i'll mix it up a little bit uh, i got the number uh oh yeah know you want you want to talk about the number at all? <laughs> I uh, actually I
0: I feel like the number was one of those things where I thought to myself maybe that's not super helpful for anyone else to know what the number is. Right, but what does maybe, that number do for your thinking? Oh yeah, that like that's kind of like what I I I touched on last time. It it forces you to think like if that's not the number you had in mind, it forces you to think differently.
1: And we're talking about a revenue target.
0: Yeah like an MRR target mm-hmm. um but yeah I already feel much better about it um
1: yeah yeah it took so, a little getting used to <laughs> yeah since since I since I wasn't at the retreat I got the uh kind of the debrief notes uh email uh, yeah. yesterday I guess and that's where they shared you know their thoughts around goal setting and the, you know here's a good number to aim for by the end of the program and I was uh I think it's great. I'm kind of a masochist for for, for goals. Yeah, uh, I know. So, <laughs> um, it's plugged so, into SimSass already. I already loaded it into SimSass and I kind of reverse engineered. I was like, you know, to hit that goal, I'm going to need yep. this number of trials at this conversion rate with this price point. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll, uh, I'll go with my uh, manager update briefly. I don't really yep. have a maker update this week um cuz things have been a little crazy since the retreat and everything um so basically today I send out my monthly update. I started doing this last month. So like an investor update basically. Um I obviously send it to the tiny seed people. Mm-hmm. I've offered today in the tiny seed slack that anyone like if any of the mentors or whoever want to get the email they can get that as well. Um I send it to two other people I know here in Denmark who are one is a friend and one is a friend and an investor he's not an investor in branch at least not yet see the one you um, went fishing
1: with uh, the other day
0: yeah he's the one i went i went fishing with um <laughs> yeah i don't remember who who talked about this but i like the idea of like sharing my update with other people um if anyone thinks it's useful to see like people i know obviously i'm not going to send it to a bunch of strangers but like people i know if they they want to know what i'm up to and potentially can help me out with some of the challenges I list in there. Um, so actually I've, I feel like that could be an, an advice for everyone to have like sort of like an investor update, even if they don't have investors um, mm-hmm. just to basically have a bunch of people you send an update every month and kind of force yourself to be accountable and tell them what's, what's been going on and what you're struggling with and what you need help with, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Um, Are you I'm, quantifying things in, in that yeah. yet? Like, do you are you tracking the number of times? Yeah. people have? Yeah. After I uh,
0: I set up user list a few weeks ago, it's been really easy to just take the numbers from like where people are in the different segments I have in there, and then uh, just put those number and numbers in the update. Mm, that's cool. So that that was it was it was quick to write, and uh, it's just nice to have. It's nice to have the archive as well <laughs> to go back and see where you were. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I need to do some time managing as well. I'm just, My time is limited, especially now that it's summer. Um, so one thing I decided to do basically today was that I'm no longer going to write my blog updates. Um, the blog updates, I don't think a lot of people read them. I don't have stats or anything, but my, ex- my gut feeling is that not a lot of people read them. So they're mostly for myself. Um, and I use the same format that we do in the podcast with the maker and manager update. Mm-hmm um and now that we have the podcast it just the podcast is easier for me to do than to actually write out the update and i feel like i'm just duplicating the work so i decided to kind of stop doing those Hmm. um i so basically we talked about strategy and how i didn't want to share everything about my strategy but i guess one thing i can share is that the main thing I'm kind of focused on right now is integrations with different tools like hosting platforms, et cetera. Mm-hmm. um especially the hosting platforms just makes a lot of sense for me at this point um for a few reasons that are I think are really cool. um One is that the basically having a vertical of a single for like the customers of a single hosting company, it allows me to build something smaller that's very tailored to, as I said, a specific vertical. And basically, I think if I focus on one hosting company at a time, I can get to product market fit for the customers that are using that specific hosting company much faster than building a general solution. Um, So just Mm -hmm. like from a, a customer success point of view, that makes a lot of sense. And then on the other hand, my experience with WP Pusher is that hosting companies are more than happy uh, to recommend your tool if it helps make their support burden easier, like if they if it helps make their um, customers more successful, obviously it makes sense for them to share right. your product with their customers. Um, and WP Pusher is actually mentioned in quite a few of the documentation portals for the different hosting companies, um, and some of them even have you know developers who work directly with agencies to get them set up on different. Um, CI CD platforms and if if that could be branch every time it would be amazing of course Mm -hmm. um and I think actually that's like that's like a scalable way for me to get to almost like an exponential growth because the cool thing about um these deals is that so basically the hosting company will work close together with an agency basically help them get the CI CD stuff working and then the agencies, they get new customers all the time. And I actually spoken to an agency about this. They they want to have a feature where they can basically, they can start the project on branch and then they can spin it off to the customer when the project is done. So basically, like the idea is that the hosting companies will refer agencies and then the re- agent, like every agency that's referred is going to refer new customers which, mm. of course, I mean, it's not going to be super easy to achieve this, but if I manage to pull it off, I think that could be like a really big growth channel um, and potentially Absolutely. super scalable because I can just repeat the same process for every hosting company. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's something I'm really excited about these days. So, so how do you approach that from like a sequencing standpoint? Are you saying, you know, go deep on a hosting company, don't stop until you get all of... You know, fully satisfy the need and then move on to another one or is it i'm going to do a i think you know, more horizontal slice of each one and you know start with these three th- or five or i'm going to start
0: there there's some of some of them are more obvious than other ones um and those are the ones i'm going to start with like the ones that are mo- more more developer focused uh are the ones that makes most sense for me to begin with um so that's of course where i'm going to start And then, yeah, that's basically what um, that's that's basically August for me is working with those on those kinds of deals, um, and it also means I need to have a lot more maker work this month that I had in July, and I'm I've been thinking about like how I kind of get back into the to the maker mode again. Um, I decided to start using a new project management tool today. I've been using Notion for a while and GitHub Issues, but I think I'm gonna try Clubhouse this month at least. Yeah, because I feel like I have all the strategy, all the big picture thinking in Notion right now, which is fine. But I feel like if I when I go into maker mode, I like going somewhere else. So almost like going to another room, because um, it really is a different role. So it's nice that the manager can like put stuff in Clubhouse and then the maker can go there and consume it later. Yeah, that's um, really
1: good. I. I want to do the same, I want to do the same thing. Uh, and I, you know, using clubhouse already, um, I tried, but I, I, I did end up, um, let's just say reverting back to gracefully degrading back to checklists (laughs) and notion. Um, but I, I don't love it. And I totally agree like getting into a different groove with a different tool would be great. Maybe what would help me get there and stay there would be better integration between clubhouse and, and get and or something that's makes it more more rewarding right to use yeah. a different tool because like just getting into a different tool for the sake of context switching is one thing but like getting some positive feedback going where um you know i'm rewarded for having done that would also be probably a good little <laughs> good little mental carrot so i'm gonna have to look over your shoulder a little bit and uh
0: yeah, I'm gonna play around with that for sure. I'm gonna to try to connect it to GitHub and basically do. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna invest. I'm gonna invest like into this. Um, this month basically. That's cool. Um, I got inspired by you. So basically, on Monday, I'm gonna hang out with my CTO friend. Oh, cool! <laughs> it's my old uh, CTO from TimeKit where I used to work. Nice. And uh, I wanna ha- help him i want i i want him to help me hack on some new stuff for branch nice because um, i really i'm not in maker mode right now and i have some big things that i kind of need to wrap my head around mm-hmm. and if i force myself to sit for three hours with him in their office and kind of this is what we're working on now yep i hope that can like force me to <laughs> yep yeah he, he can help me he can be my extra brain hopefully
1: yeah definitely will yeah. definitely will
0: so yeah thanks for the inspiration
1: yeah uh no ab- absolutely um yeah. it i think that'll work i think that'll work out well for you <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah excited to hear how that goes
0: yep and that's uh, pretty much all i got okay this week i think cool so maybe we call it a show i think we can cool man well uh talk to you soon yeah and, uh, take care all right
1: good luck <laughs> bye, bye.